This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hiya, I'm Jan, and this is Everybody is a Poem, the podcast where me and my guests explore all of life's ups and downs and everything in between. This is poetry, but it's not as you know it. It's relatable, it's honest, and it's unfiltered. So yes, there will be swearing. And come here, if you'd like to support me further, you can subscribe to the Head Stuff Plus, where you'll get access to bonus episodes behind the lines. I share all of the secrets and the people and the places behind the lines of the poems from my book, What Day Is It? Who Gives a Fuck? So you can join me there at headstuffpodcast.com forward slash register. So my guest this week is an actress, a performer from stage and screen and the telly and the radio. She's hugely talented and she's just humble. When I met her for the first time on a photo shoot, it was for the RT Guide, it was years and years ago. And then my (laughs) most recent um, shoot that I worked on her with, I kind of walked away thinking, oh God, I wish I was her friend. Oh, God. <laughs> it's Hilda Faye. Oh, thank you very much. Oh. That was a lovely intro, Jan. <laughs> I have Hilda's mobile number. I do text her all the time. I'm sure she'd be like, what's this one doing again? Anyway, the most recent. When you get to know me more, you'll forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> the most recent communication was when I sent you an email at the beginning of the week on, come here, I'm doing a podcast. Will you come on? And wait, I tell you what's getting me goat this week. So she'd actually... You'd actually got no excuse. I had no choice. Say yes. I would immediately fire back. Yes, I'll be there. <laughs> Here's my response. <laughs> All right. So the podcast is it's poems, but it's chats yeah. and people. And um, so I'm going to read to you the poem that I suggested we might uh, talk about. <laughs> and it's called No Response is a Response. Yes. Now, I wrote this. Uh, about two well uh, nearly two years ago I suppose and um, I wrote it during the time when I was emailing you know the way you do in in kind of your work life emailing people out asking them hiya it's Jan here just checking in with you uh, you know wondering if we can do this or whatever else and you just get nothing like absolutely nothing back and this was out of sheer frustration I wrote this poem Mm. and I realised that no response is a response yeah and I've just had a week of it this week as oh, well. Okay. So anyway, we'll go with the poem and we can take it from there. <laughs> no response is a response. I hear you loud and clear. I'm deafened by your silence. Hear you, hear me, come here. I'm not looking for solutions. I don't even need advice. Just let me know you heard me. Some recognition would be nice. I'll keep on checking in with you. I have needs and wants. I'll make you stop ignoring me. Because no response is a response. (laughs) Very good, Jan. Very aggressive and very demanding, yeah. So, do you know what? I just didn't get the memo that said you can just ignore people when they reach out to you. I mean, I find it. I emailed this. and Maybe my kids say I sent too many letters and stuff. I emailed the schools. Yeah. I emailed work people and you just get nothing back. Yeah, yeah, I know, no, I know. I get where you come from. That can be very frustrating. Yeah. It, it can be very frustrating. And when I, if I don't get a response from people, look, well, first of all, me and technology are dinosaurs. Really? Are dinosaurs. Like, I'm, the phone is not my friend. 
So um, what's your what's your preferred way of communication? In person. Okay. When people can see my face yeah. and feel my vibe. I think the written word, I I don't have that charm in a text. I don't have that charm in an email and stuff like that. I think I'm better face to face. So even I, I like even when you know, I'd be somebody I'd be a nervous person. Naturally I'd be an introvert. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. How the hell did you get into acting then with that being your kind of personality, if you know what I mean? Does I they suppose, feel like two conflicting kind of things in a way? No, they're not really because I think um, acting is about, for me, it's about playing somebody else. It's about saying somebody else's words. It's about hiding. Okay. You know, so I feel more comfortable. I would feel definitely more comfortable in a character than I would sharing my life sharing anything I, I'd be a really kind of private person oh as God. well so you know Facebook and Instagram and all those kind of things scare the life out of me okay you know um yeah it's it's so public you, you know and I think definitely that's why I'm an actor because it, it's a way of hiding you know I'd be I'm, a sh- I'd be a really really shy person I think when the f- and my anybody who knows me all my friends and and my family know that I, I actually don't pick up the phone <laughs> I don't pick up the phone and they would know to leave a message and I'll call them back because the minute the phone rings, if I don't know the number, I will get anxiety. Yeah. You know, so that's just just. And have you, I mean, so have I gone to a therapist to deal with that? No, (laughs) I'm lucky my friends understand me and have faith in me, you know, you know, I'll always show up here now talking here with me because like we could end up anywhere. Uh, We could end up anywhere. No, look, I'm going to be brave. I like a challenge. So do you do you leave a little do you leave your shyness at the door then when you're going on, you know, and taking on the role of. Another yeah, person? yeah, yeah, I do, because I, I, I don't think it's me. Yeah. You know, okay. I I'll, I'll kind of do so much re- research to kind of um around the character I'm playing that, you know, I'm, I'm secure enough, you know, um being in the limelight or, you know, having a camera pointed at me and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. I feel I'm somebody else and I am. There's somebody else's words. There's somebody else's clothes they're putting on me. Um, yeah. It's transformative then. Yeah, like. yeah. And, and I love that. And, and the, the further away from the character <clears throat> I am, the more comfortable I am in my performance. And tell me a little bit about Tracy. Yeah. I was, she looked, she was she, so vulnerable. She was so vulnerable and she was the every woman, you know, she was yeah. the friend, you know, she was the confidant, you know, and um, she was terribly vulnerable as well, and especially with men. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, But she was a gorgeous character to play. I yeah. had, you know, and she developed over the years. I was there 10 years. Was it that long? I was there from when I was 27 up until I was 37. You know, all great years, all when you're young, out in the town, you know, as an actor, as 10 years before that, you know, I found it, I was struggling, you know, I was working as a dancer as well in Panto and for four years in the Gaiety, you know, so um, like I was 10 years, I, I got to know the business and how hard it was and how little opportunities there were at that time for women. Yeah. And working class women. Yeah. You know, so when the part of uh, Tracy came up in Fair City, I was delighted. Yeah. I was delighted. And then I got to work with <clears throat> Ashley O'Neill, who's a great friend of mine. 
you know, and we did a program called Finbar's Class and we were best friends in that. Right. You know, so you kind of felt, I kind of felt like I was working with all my friends and, you know, it was, it was a lovely time. Yeah. It was a lovely time. And I got, I came in on a lovely storyline, that Billy Mean storyline. That's right, Billy Mean. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. Like, well, I thought it was always going to be like that, you know, that that's how storylines were received. But it was a really, really special one to be part of and, mm. and working with great actors and everything. You know, mm. and, I, I, and it was great financially as well. Like I was buying Touche Calais and Creme de la Mer. And I thought it would be always like that. <laughs> Love it. And come here, did you have your kids at that stage? No, I didn't. You? I yeah. didn't. Okay. You know, I got pregnant then at the end um, of my time there. And I was running a, a stage school as well mm-hmm. called the Theatre Learning Centre, uh, Dance and Drama School out in Ashburn. All right. And I ran that, ran that alongside my 10 years in Fair City. And so I was, and, and then I was doing theatre as well. So I was really, really busy, double job and triple job. And, you know, like, I, you know, I would say, you know, always working, you know, and yeah. uh, I had so much energy back then. And then the min, the kids came along, Pearl came along. I just knew and I got married. I knew um, I just wanted to give so much to the children as well, you know, that yeah. I knew I wouldn't be able to cope with everything. So I let the school go at that time. Okay. Fair City. And uh, and I took I was a year off. I didn't work in the first year that Pearl was born. And then Nancy came along and then I started kind of dipping my toe back into theatre. Okay. You know, I literally I took them on the road. God, when Nancy was six weeks old, I did this Girls Night the Musical thing um, and Lorraine Keane was in it and just yeah. the white and circa yeah. fur along. And we went on the road when Nancy was six weeks old and she was four months by the end of it. Like wow. I took my mother and the kids in the car with buggies and sterilizer machines and all sorts and cots and everything. And she was four months by the end of it. But I was wrecked. I just went, oh, I'll never do that. Again. Well, would you, would you do it again now and what you know now? Like, no, would you, no, 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 yeah. I, I wouldn't because you don't get that time back. <clears throat> you yeah. don't get that first year back. You don't get, you know, those baby years back. And when I look back and I, I was overwhelmed and I was stressed and I was just yeah. getting through it. Yeah, it's you know? funny because I had um, Grace Moore here. And and she works like freelance as well. So yeah. so when you're an actor, you're a freelancer yeah, essentially. Yeah. So you get offered the work, you yeah. say yes or no, yeah. and, and you hope maybe someone will offer again if you yeah. say yeah. No. And I kind of felt if I stayed too long out of it, I'd lose uh, I'd lose my confidence, I'd lose the yeah. muscle, I wouldn't be able to do it again. People would forget who I was and I stuff like that. Know. I felt under pressure to get myself back out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because Grace was kind of similarly saying the same. She felt you're kind of only as good as your last job. And that's and it. And still, still to yeah. this day, like, you know, yeah. you're only as good as your last job. Work yeah. breeds work. Yeah. And it's interesting then you were talking about like who got, you know, women and working class women or whatever um, in, you know, in theatre and, and, and drama and TV and all of those kind of um, creative kind of areas. Who kind of got you started in acting and theatre? Do you come from a theatrical background? I don't come from a theatrical background, but what I will say, my mother always tells me Milo O'Shea was my was my mother's second cousin. Oh, oh there's the connection. That's the gene. <laughs> That's the gene. But no, my mother and father, my father was a chef and he worked to sea all of his life. So he was away a yeah. lot. And my mother stayed at home um, looking after my nanny. My nanny had Alzheimer's for years and she lived with us all her life. So um, my mother put us to dance classes. You know, I was pigeon toed. So my mother went, oh, we fix that now. We'll go off. You go to dance classes. Yeah. And I just loved it. And I was in the Billy Barry's. 
Oh, and lovely. I was there from I was four till I was 17. I was one of those annoying kids that everybody hated. I had all the kids on the Late Late Show. Everybody <laughs> hated us. I used to pretend, I, you, know, you know, I wasn't in the Billy Barrys for years. But it, it was, a, I had a great childhood. I had a great childhood because I was all, always off from the age of 10 to, from the age of nine to, you know, till I was about 12, I was off gigging. I was doing, you know, shows in the Braemar Rooms with Twink, you know, the Gaty right. Panthers at Maureen Potter. I had a lovely childhood and I, I had a great band of friends. In, in Billy Barry's and I love that but then I think your career is over <laughs> at 12 because you've become too big you know oh, so no. then yeah, that was yeah. it like I was a bit devastated the work wasn't coming in for me anymore but uh, I stuck with the dance and then up until I was 17 and then I kind of lost my way a little bit and uh, I just was always really interested in school in the school plays I wasn't interested in what we were learning in the classroom but yeah it was a good school in terms of they put on lots of concerts and, and stuff like that. Uh, it was the nuns, Our Lady Mercy Convent. Big shout out to them. I think, you know, God, you know, showed me my path. So there's a bit of theatre involved in religion as well. When you think yeah, about yeah it. absolutely. Like, you know, men in dresses. And, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that was it. So, yeah, we did My Fair Lady in school. And uh, they gave me the part of Professor Higgins. I was raging because I wanted to be Eliza. You know, I wanted to be Eliza. Eliza. Yeah. So I was raging. But actually, Professor Higgins was the better part. And I did a great job, you know. And suddenly I was up on that school hall and I was able to connect emotionally with this man. I was going, oh, God, this is I'm really enjoying this. How old are you now? Like uh, how old I'm feeling, you're connecting I, with I, no, and no, I mean how old are you when you're connecting with, with Henry uh, Higgins? Uh, Henry like, Higgins, I was seventeen. Wow, a seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> you know the one tear down my face. I've grown accustomed to her face. <laughs> oh, yeah. The one tear, and I was going, "This is magic." <laughs> so the nuns told me, uh, told my mother, sent her to drama school. Okay. Sent her to drama school, and my mother said, "What is drama school?" And I went, "I don't know what drama school is." You and know, where is drama school in Dublin in the 1980s? Yeah, where? it was not. It was 90. It was yeah, it was the 90s, just hitting the 90s. And um, we didn't know. I just went in and researched, you know, no, no. Actually, one of the nuns, I got an audition for Trinity, Trinity College. And one of the nuns, I didn't know what a monologue was. I didn't know anything. I hadn't got a clue, you know. And um, the nuns, one of the nuns prepared a uh, monologue out of uh, The Colour Purple, which was like a 60 year old black woman, you know, um, and, you know, I, like it was totally unrelatable to me, you know, and I, so I tried to learn, I half learned, I turned up at the audition, I couldn't remember the lines and I went, oh, you know, so <laughs> obviously I didn't get the audition, but I went and I auditioned for Inchicore, the uh, brilliant theatre studies, brilliant theatre studies uh, uh, course out there. And I got in there and I lapped it up. I loved it. Mm. And I started playing all different characters and I learned about theatre and I learned about all the different writers, Oscar Wilde and Beckett and Shakespeare and stuff. And but I, I was only half dedicated because I didn't I didn't really believe I could make a living out of it. I mm. just didn't believe in myself. Mm. I was kind of playing, really, you know, and then it came to the end of the course and I was kind of going, oh, what do I do now? So I decided to go back and re-audition for Trinity and I got in then. And that's when I started really, really, really taking it seriously. Yeah. You know, if they wanted to be a fluffy cloud. I would give fluffy, fluffy cloud 150 yeah. percent, yeah. you know, to the point where my friends are going, that's oh, too much. Like, you, you know, you're too dedicated. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you yeah. know, I really tortured myself in that in, the, in those two years. But I loved it. And I got an agent when I came out and then that was it, you know, but it was a hard struggle coming out. You know, yeah. it's hard, you know, because you're trying to. 
make your way, you know, and there wasn't an awful lot of parts, you know, they're gender cast and now. So, you know, you can play anything. You can play any of the male roles in Shakespeare now where that that wasn't the case that then. That wasn't the case then. That yeah, wasn't yeah, the yeah. case yeah. then, you, you know. So, um, yeah, it was it, it was difficult. Uh, definitely the first 10 years were difficult. So when First City came along, I was like delighted. And it's the best, best training for any actor, best training ground, mm. you know, so I was there 10 years. But then when I had the kids, I was going, going oh, what do I do now? You know, you're having to redefine yourself. So theatre, theatre was a lifesaver for me, you know. Did you yeah. ever think that, you know, particularly that time, like after you have the kids, did you ever think, I'll, I'll pack that in now and I'll do I'm always else. thinking of packing it in. Yeah. I'm always thinking of packing it in, like in COVID. For what, what would you do instead? Oh. I don't know. I do. I don't know. Well, I'll give you an example, right? Like I'll give you an example before COVID and just before COVID. I was, I was like, I was getting some nice work. I was just about to play Juno in the Olympia. Oh my God, a dream. we had tickets booked for that. Yeah, all stuff. I was, like was I, And I went, okay, now I've landed now. I, I'm playing this part. This yeah. is the, this is the defining role for me. I've always wanted to play this part. I, I know I can do it. Uh, that was grand. An anniversary show or something as well. There was uh, anyway. It was a big deal. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a big deal. And then I just landed this part in Shantaram, which is out. I shouldn't give it a plug, really, but it's out in Apple now at the moment. You know, so I just landed this part, and I'd been flown off to India to uh, record the first episode, and <clears throat> that was great. Came back all delighted, and then COVID hit. Yeah, COVID hit, and then suddenly the the show, you know. Yeah, uh, got shut down and then they didn't know when it was going to be revamped. And then then um, then what happened? Oh, yeah, sure. Then, then uh, the director, Justin Corzell, who cast me in it um, he, uh, and the writer, they uh, the scripts weren't ready and he went away from the project and uh, they scrapped those two episodes and revamped again with a new showrunner, new cast, new everything. Oh. So I was just devastated. Devastated. I just went, this is such a big kind of launching pad for me now. So the COVID hit and, you know, everyone <clears throat> went through their hard times during COVID. But I just kind of went, oh, God, this is like the, the, the when you fall, you know, the down, you, you know, yeah. is so low. I just went, I don't know whether I can take any more of this. Yeah, I really don't, yeah. you know. And you so, invest so much of yourself in the yeah. role, first of yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. You don't take those things on lightly. Yeah. And I really was felt so uh, afraid. I was just going, is theatre gone now? Yeah. Is that the end of theatre? Yeah. You know, how are we going to get back up on our feet? You know, is everything online now? Is everything about Netflix and content? And, you know, we'll be doing plays online. I, and I, I kind of went, God, I'll have to just rethink the next few years, you know? Yeah. So I did. I went off and would you believe I went off and I was went course mad actually during COVID. I went off and I did a flower course. So I always had this dream of like having my own flower shop and yeah. selling flowers. And I just thought, oh, wouldn't that be a beautiful thing to do with your time? So I went off and I did a flower course. I have to finish the rest of it then because COVID, we, obviously we all, you know, got back on our feet and the theatre started opening and I started working. Yeah, yeah. But I'll come back to that. I'll come back to that because I flowers really... Flowers aren't going anywhere, you know what I mean? Flowers aren't going anywhere. Like, and I, them really, all the time. I really enjoyed it, you know. Did so, you? yeah, something with my hands. I definitely love to do something with my hands, something creative. Yeah, that's kind you know, of but, success, isn't it? Doing something that you enjoy. Yeah. So if it's the acting or if it's flowers. Yeah. That's success. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always like to keep busy and keep going and keep working. I love working, you know, but mm. I'm lucky enough now, like, you know, everything's open back up and I'm 
you know, I've just finished Joyce, Joyce's Women in the Abbey, and which was great. It was we had a great run with that, like and it was fantastic. And I'm, I'm shooting something else up in Belfast, so I'm delighted. And I'm, I'm kind of glad now, you know, because I, I love being an actor. I love yeah. doing what I do. You love it. I love it. And you're amazing. I love it. You yeah. know, I yeah. torture myself. I, I, you know, I give too much to it. I think, you know, in terms of, you know how much I think about it and how much I research roles and yeah. how much emotionally I give to it, you know, and sometimes I'm just spent, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Some... And do your, does, does your family see that? Like, does your husband and the kids sometimes see that? You know, like, do they kind of go, Mom, yes, yeah, Mom, yeah, 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 Mom. yeah. The and dad, you're, not, they, you're not there. I'm not there. I'm not <laughs> yeah. there, especially yeah. when I'm, I'm working. They go, I'm not there. Yeah. You know, like Nancy will say things to me, Mom, you know, where I'll be rehearsing, trying to figure out a line in my head and I'll forget where I am. I just forget where I am all the time, you know, and I'll be doing it like and all the hand movements and everything. And Nancy will, please, Mom, not the hand movements. Please, you're, talking, your... you're talking to yourself again, you know. Yeah. So. And come here, how do you, just thinking about that kind of no response is a response kind of thing. And my, my little bugbear there this week. Yeah, I like, think. Do you find that with like, um, I mean, obviously you have an agent and stuff and you have to do, you know, self-tapes yeah. and you say castings and things like that. Does does that happen in the, I mean, I oh, imagine yeah, it yeah. does in the experience of being an actor, yeah. putting yourself out there. Yeah, rejection just, is my friend. Is it? How Reject. do you manage? How do you cope with that? How do you cope with it? Um, I cope very well most of the time mm -hmm. um, because it just keeps driving you on. Mm. Just keeps driving you on, mm. um, you know, and I'm a big I, I, like what's for you won't pass you by. Yeah. And I'm you're kind of used to, I think, as well, you have to not catastrophize too much and take it too personally. Mm. You know, yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff, you know, because it's most of the time it's not actually about you. You, you know, people, yeah. you know, I know. Um, yeah, it, most of the time it's not about you. It's about a look, you know, they know in the first two seconds of seeing you whether you're right for a part. So it's not about your ability. Yeah. You know, it can be about a multitude of things. Yeah. You know, so I try when when, when I don't get a response or, you know, when I don't hear from people, I just go. I just try and stay calm and stay positive and see the positive, you know, not dwell too much on the negative or take it personally. Yeah. You know, yeah. just keep going. Just yeah. keep going. Keep you have going. to have to keep going. You have yeah. to keep powering through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what did I see? The Kardashian said something. If someone says no to you, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> 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 you know, so just, you know, keep knocking on those doors, you know, and keep yeah. going and keep having that belief in yourself. Yeah. Keep getting the radio silence yeah. back. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> I'm fine and like oh anyway I probably need to strap a pair on as well and get a bit more you know kind of yeah feckish I'll yeah. just move on to the next person yeah that's okay you can't let it, you can't let it get you down mm. I, I, I think yeah come here are you enjoying the show check out this other show on the Headstuff Podcast Network hello I'm Gerald Farrelly and I'm Neve Kavanagh and we have been friends for very long time. And that is what we are offering you on our new podcast, Agony Rants. If you need a support group and want to tell us a secret. Or if you need someone to champion you or just cheer you up. Or maybe even some advice. On how to burn down a house or blow up your life or get revenge. So send your secrets, stories and problems to agonyrants at gmail.com. Agony Rants, coming soon to the Headstuff Podcast Network. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. It sounds a little suggestive, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, it was a little bit. It's very Cadbury's Caramel Bunny. <laughs>
Uh, and come here, what's been your very favourite role that you've ever played? Uh, you probably can't pick one. It's probably like trying to ask I you tell you your what, <laughs> No, it's not. Like, you know, I do get a lot, a lot of these characters that are uh, very vulnerable, very emotional, very matriarchal. You know, they're taking off a lot of energy. Um, I do. I have to say the last one I played, I really loved. And it, 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 it wasn't, it was in Joyce's Women. Yeah. And this, it was this character called Brigitte. Brigitte yeah. Zimmerman. And she wasn't one of Joyce's women, but she was this German seamstress who who was housing Nora and Joyce in the last days of his life. And he was in hospital and Nora and the women relay their story to me. But it, she was just like a kind of a really charitable, hopeful, kind, generous, loving, all the qualities you'd love to be in a person. Yeah. You know, I got to play that on stage and it made me feel really calm oh, and centred and serene. Yeah. And I used to go home at night and go, hi, everybody, you know, what do you want for dinner? You know, and it was lovely. It was just a lovely energy to channel. And if I can do more of those characters that aren't so tortured and so, you know, yeah, dark, I, I, I think it would be take easy. a bit of that with ah, you. Like do. you can't help, but you, if you're, if you're really. You, you know, do, you do, you carry yeah. it because you're absorbing all that type of energy and you're drawn to certain things on the television because you're playing this character like I'm doing this thing up in the woman in the wall woman in the wall it's called yeah um Ruth Wilson is in it and it's for BBC Showtime but the character I'm playing it's all set on the backdrops of the Magdalene laundries oh god so I'm playing a, a survivor of the Magdalene laundries but she's um she's very broken and she's very uh damaged yeah and and uh, she's not really coping well in her life and and she can't really. Uh, so that doing all that type of research is very, very heavy. Yeah, it's very, very heavy and it does seep into you and takes a while to shake all that off. You know, and I came home, I remember coming home from the week's work, just feeling gnarly and toxic and uh, all those had a, like it took me a while to shake. It. And it's not a very nice way to go around feeling, mm. you know, but I'm someone who can't give I wish I could like, you know, but someone who can't give less than 150, mm. you know, I'm a kind of bit methody, you know, but I hate saying that, but I am. And it's the only way I know how to work, you, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, yeah, and no, sometimes and I think I, yeah, that's sometimes why you're as good as you are and that's why you're as engaging as you are. You know what I mean? In yeah. those roles, that's why you're as believable. As you oh, are thanks. Roles, thanks. Know? But I'm very hard on myself. I'm a perfectionist. So, yeah. you know. I might do a good job, but, you know, it'll never be good enough. Yeah, you'll always <laughs> for me. find the one thing that's wrong. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You'll always say, yeah, like, I need to love myself a little yeah. bit more. That's yeah. that's my journey going yeah. forward. And what do you <laughs> be do? Be kinder then? to yourself. What do you? Yeah, we all need to be a bit kinder to ourselves and each other yeah. as well. Um, what do you do to shake that off? What's your little thing? You well, know, I was like, doing a lot of, uh, I, I, I was doing... Um, I st- like everybody, I think in the COVID, I started doing the LC swimming, you know, when my father, yeah, when my father wasn't well and, you know, we did a few bereavements in the family. I think we all took all, the whole family, my sisters, all my sisters, we took to the sea swimming. Yeah. And we were there like, you know, in October, November, sea swimming, you know. So I love that because just, you know, you come out feeling a new person. I've seen you've written a lovely little poem about the sea swimming. Is it you? Yeah, I did. Now, as I was saying, I'll have to find that for you. I might read it to you. But it was very therapeutic because and very grounding as well. Yeah. So I love that, you know, definitely you now the sea swimming and um, and all else? of you do it. Too. I don't swim, you see. And, well, uh, I don't swim either. I'm, it's a, I call it uh, swimming, but so it's not swimming. You just stand. It's just a dipping. <laughs> 
no, do I that. don't. I just stand and do that. I actually don't lift my feet. I don't really swim, but it's just feeling the hot, the cold water on you, you know. Yeah. Dunk, dunking yourself under. But you might have convinced me, actually. No, you don't have to swim. It's just getting up, getting in there in, in the cold water. But yeah. a load of women as well. And it's amazing out there in Port Marnock, the amount of people that are out there now. Yeah. You know. Well, there seems to be like a big kind of, you know, like community, all of these women and men, you know, everyone's all talking about oh, the, the chat is always da, 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 yeah. da, when yeah. you hear them. Like I live um, in Colester and sometimes you'd be down in Clontarf. My yeah. daughter, Willow, will often get in at the slip there and, you know, I'll sit at the side kind yeah. of waiting for her with a hot water bottle in my bag or something. But um, the chat is <gasps> everything is, <gasps> you know, it's. How could you not? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Come away. Or yeah, it's like from it's, it. like it's life affirming. It's life affirming because it's it? nature and isn't that what it's all about? You know, we're here in life, absorbing nature. And the closer you get to nature, I think the more you're living. Mm. Um, what else? Tennis. I like a game of tennis. Do you? Yeah, I love tennis now. Me and my husband now are partial to a game of tennis around in Rockfield now. Oh, He's got more into it than I have, you know, but I, I'm terrible. Sometimes I'll pick up stuff and then I'll leave it. And, you know, you know, I'm, I have a very disorganised mind, you know, I flip from thing to thing, you know, but never we, stick at one thing. The creative mind maybe is a yeah. disorganised one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What do you wear for tennis? I mean, I always think I don't really play oh. sports. I kind of judge it by, you know, oh, look, uh, they wear nice clothes for tennis. That looks like a nice outfit. Well, I have to say, I don't <laughs> feel I've played a good tennis unless I wear a nice tennis skirt. Love it. <laughs> yes. Do you have a lovely navy tennis oh, skirt? I love it. Navy little Fred Perry, you know. Well, I'm with you. On, like, I'm all about it. What do they wear doing that? Yeah. No, I'd be into that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Lovely. Yeah. They have lovely attire now, I have to say. Enjoy yeah. the tennis. Like, I thought I might take on bowling. They do bowling in the, the golf club behind us yeah you know because they have to wear all white they look yeah. really spiffy. do you do the gym John? No, I don't, don't. Uh, do you, yeah I know no. I don't do the gym no I'm a bit allergic to the gym yeah, yeah. I, I find it very bleak as well uh, I mean I mean I say allergic it's a long time since I've set foot in the gym do you know yeah. what I mean uh I don't like the music that they play yeah. generally the you know the da 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 yeah like yeah the bang it's, yeah, it's too aggressive yeah um I can't help but look at everybody else uh, like I just spend, you know, just know, looking at, and, and then I don't know how that makes me feel about myself, and then it might make them feel really weird because some randomer kind of staring at them and stuff. Like I do say, you know the way, and I know particularly during lockdown, lots of people did lots of different things yeah. to make themselves feel better or to just kind of, you know, yeah. get themselves going again. Um, I think do whatever you need to do. But don't be telling me that I have to do it. Like yeah. <laughs> that's the it's the religiosity of like the gym or the yoga or the whatever else. You know, when people keep telling you this is what you should be doing, this yeah. is what you should be doing. I immediately go, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, but I always say like lipstick is my yoga. So like I always my I get my what's that, what's that one of those lines in your poem, um, where your lipstick to get to the butchers to get the chops? <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's one of my favourite lines. I, I read you that thing. Can I, I just say, but can I just uh, say while we're in the interview, uh, Jan, you really are, you really are an inspiration with what you're after doing oh, with all your poetry. And what I find really the most inspirational thing is like, you never, you never knew you could write, and this just came out of nowhere, left field. Yeah. And you have found your voice. I think sometimes, like, it takes years for writers to find their true voice. Yeah. You know, oh, thanks. And that it's means so, so much relatable. It's so relatable. It's so immediate. It's so colourful. It's so poppy. It's so truthful and honest um, that you've a gift. 
Oh, You've yeah, a gift. Thanks. I, 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 I know everybody is turning to the right now and everybody wants to write plays and their actors are, are, are coming out of college now being retrained that not alone should they be acting, but they should be writing as well. But not everybody has the gift for it. And, and you have like, you know, oh, really? it seems to come so easy to you. Oh, thank you. you know, and you're getting a great response. I'm yeah. delighted for you. Oh, and, thanks, Hilda. And, and what's really inspirational is that, that you know, I, I won't ask your age, but like you've I'm just. I'm 47. I don't you're, mind. You're 47 and you've, you've found this, mm. found this gift that you didn't know yeah. you had. Yeah. You know, isn't yeah. and that is an inspiration to us yeah. all, oh. you know, to try things because you never know what's inside you and you yeah. never know how good you, you can be at that. Yeah. Oh, Hilda. You know, but that's anyway, so nice. I definitely you. wanted to say that and I'm delighted to be oh, here to thanks. support you. Oh, thank you. You Do know, you want to explore other avenues? Like, you know, here you I know. am podcasting. I hear you are podcasting, but no, but like, do you want to explore other avenues of, of like maybe p- writing a play, writing something, something else, uh, story, a little short film? You know, once you have the gift of the word, I think you can go anywhere with that. Do you really? Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I don't know. Like, again, it's a little bit of that kind of imposter syndrome, which I'm trying to get better at just kind of shaking off. Oh, it's shake like, that with off. The book, it's like, I'm doing it now. And I'm doing it. And with the podcast, fuck it, I'm doing it now. I just have to keep going. That's what I really like. I like the honesty of it. And I like the fact that people appreciate the honesty of it. Yeah. And that's kind of the main yeah. thing. But and the humour in it as well. The humour. And it's it. all done with a bit of mischief. That's yeah. the other thing I hope people can kind of get yeah. that too. So well, you yeah, could put your poetry now. to it. You could put that. You could, you could put a, a big long poem in a, in a little short film. Oh yeah, but my poems are really short because they're such a short attention span. <laughs> and it's like, if you can't tell me in a few lines what's going on, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. I could write really long poems, but I don't know if I'd be sure, able to only at the, You're only at the start of your journey, but it's brilliant. Yeah. You do have, you have, you have a gift, Thanks. Jan, you do. Will I read your Zoom perfume and yes. then we can. Um, yeah. So I wrote this actually before I went on the radio. Um, I put loads of lipstick on and did my hair and everything. And it was a one of them. What are they called? Zoom calls. Yeah. Zoom perfume. That's the fucking thing it's called. And um did the interview when when the interview was over, there was a message from the producer saying you don't need the camera on. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I'm after spending ages. I can myself look up. You had the camera on and I was like, no. But it was for the radio, so nobody saw. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's where this one came from. It's called Zoom Perfume. I put lipstick on to take a phone call. No one else knew it was there at all. My face on the screen, I thought and admired. A slick of red lippy stops me looking so tired. I washed and treated my hair. I moisturised for an hour. But those ruby red lips were my secret power. And even though nobody saw, I contoured like Kim to define my slack jaw. Listen, do whatever it is that you have to do to help make you feel the best version of you. Slap a full face on to go to the shops. Or wear your Chanel to the butchers for chops. Do whatever you need when the sluggishness looms. Spritz your favourite perfume for your meeting on Zoom. <laughs> Very good. Go. I love that. Yeah. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Getting up, dolling up and showing up. Yeah. Put the lipstick on. <laughs> yeah. And get out. Yeah. Um, just before we wrap it up, I want to ask you and I ask everybody this. OK. If I was to write a poem about you today. What might be the theme? God, John, now you're to put me on the spot. What would you write about me? I don't know. 
write about me. I could talk about all the characters I've played all night and I could tell you what to write about them. But me, I don't know. You could write, you could caption it smile. Smile. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I will. I'll write one about your smile. Write one about me smile. Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Jan. No, smile good. for you. Definitely. Yes, yeah. yeah. And you have the yellow microphone there. So there is a really gorgeous radiance about you. Yeah. You're so amazing. Um, Just more of you, more of you on our screens, more of you in our ears. Oh, um, thanks, Jan. You know what? You're amazing. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much for coming on. Hilda Faye, I oh, love you. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. Yay. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. See, we're not really strangers, are we? I'd love to hear any of your thoughts. You'll find me on Instagram at JB Good to Me. If you've got any funny poems that you want to share with me, I'd love to hear them as well. Join me in a fortnight for the next episode. And come here in the meantime, you can support me by becoming a member of Headstuff Plus where you'll be able to access some bonus content. It's called Behind the Lines, where I let you into all the secrets and the people and the places behind the lines of the poems from my little yellow book. Go on, I know you want it. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.